The Travis and Evan Podcast. That's new Jack White taking me back. 104.9 The Wolf. Last time Jack White was in town, Crownlands opened up. Oh, really? That yeah. song is from the brand new Call of Duty, which came out today. Are you a video game guy? Uh, like Mario Kart. <laughs> Love Mario Kart. Have you ever um, played uh, the beer Mario Kart where you get a crush a beer in a lap? Oh, well, I that's, could do that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's usually what we'll do. Like when the when the pandemic was on. The pandemic. Uh, no, we would get together with some friends and like we, we would we would talk. You know, we'd FaceTime and we'd all just get Mario drunk Kart. and stoned and play Mario Kart. <laughs> it was awesome. That's the best way and to do it. And get wasted. And there'd be times it's like, guys, I don't even think I can drive. And I'd crush everyone. <laughs> They're like, oh, shut up, Evan. You're just saying that. Mario Kart has ruined relationships and friendships, I think. That Monopoly's done more. Oh, that game. I cheated Monopoly. I'm that guy. I'm I always the it. banker. You need to check some 50s when no one's looking. You're brutal. The credit card Monopoly ruined Monopoly. That's, there's no fun in that. No. No, you're right. It's You can't, can't steal from the bank. We never follow the rules of Monopoly. Like, you bribe your friends. Hey, I'll give you a 20 for that. Hey. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good that. thing that's, for sure. Because that happens in real life when you're buying properties and stuff. and you're No, come on. Just throw in uh, that uh, extra fridge. I know you're mm-hmm. wanting to take it. but I got you know, a few extra beers back here if you give me one of your hotels. I'm just saying. Hey, that's a good way to look at things. And when you're speaking of following the rules, too, another game that people don't follow the rules for is Uno. I hate Uno. It's that such a great is. game, but like you can't double up. So if someone lays a plus two, you can't, you know, keep oh, and yeah. adding it up, right? You like just it screw just, somebody over, they have to pick up like half that. the deck. Yeah, you can't. That's they, not. They got right. like two hands full of cards. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of children have cried playing Uno. Oh, I've made my kids cry so much <laughs> playing Uno because that's when we played it that way with those rules. And yeah. Like one time, I think my one kid had to pick up like 24 cards. Travis and Evans podcast. You know, I see a sales guy is. Uh, uh-huh. Bringing in wine into like baskets. Man, they just do whatever they just, want, eh? They're just drinking wine. Well, I don't know. Are they drinking day? wine in there? Well, there's a ton of wine in there. What's Is there a party? Why were we not invited? Bring us some Bring us some wine, bud. Um, I'm going to go in and go ask yes. what the hell's going on because I go like. Gra- go grab a bottle and just take a swig. It's from Willow Willow Park, I see. I know they do lots of advertising uh, with this. Willow Park, if you're listening, hey. I like wine, too. <clears throat> we would love some bottles of wine, too. Do you drink for, wine? Um, I'll dabble into it. I'm not a huge wine guy. You're probably a rosé guy. That's my guess is you're into the rosé. <laughs> I don't even know the types of wine. I'll so be honest. So like that's like a, it's, it's not quite a white and it's not quite a red. It's a rosé. They're Ooh. very light, like a Ziffindel, you know, like a white Ziffindel. Sure, those are... It's uh, a kind of a good way to get into wines. White wine, like the sweeter ones, and then into the Ziffindales, and then you move into the Reds. See, you know I, how I got into wine when I was growing up, and you steal your parents' liquor? I don't condone yeah. this. And then they only had wine, so it is jack a couple wine bottles. Right. And I went, I loved the, the white Ziffindale when I was younger, but now I don't like white wine. It's not that I don't like white wine, but I love red wine, especially come winter. I'm not like, a, it's weird how I'm like this. Like, I love Guinness, and I pound Guinness in the winter. Why? And then in the summer, I don't really drink much for Guinness. And then come fall beer. and winter, mm-hmm. I it's not that thick though. People say it's thick. It's, it's actually like, a lighter you beer. You bloated. You have like no way. one. And, yeah, nah, nah, man. Nah. I could I could hammer back easy 12, 12 pints but of that. You're an experienced drinker. Though. Well, there is that. It does take <laughs> practice, and you know, so there's that. But yeah, no. When it comes to winter, man, like it's like if I'm watching TV, nothing going on, just hanging out. I just, I want red wine. Hey, what was that Z wine you said? What was Ziffindel. 
I think that's Ziffindale. it. White Ziffindale. That sounds like Zin, get a Ziffindale. amusement park Ziffindale, or whatever. Ziffindale. Hmm. Yeah. It's all right. So if you want to get hey. more into wine, that's the one way to go. And if it's free, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Travis and Evan. Hello, Evan. What's up in Malville? Uh, <laughs> that's still the same old thing there. Yeah. Um, I want to read you this. Sure. Uh, Generation Z, Gen Z, sharing Zed. things, Zed, <laughs> that should be... Uh, ending. So, for example, okay, cable television, which I think is dying already. I don't yeah. think many people are getting cable TV. Uh, expensive hipster food like avocado toast. Agreed. Yeah, that should go away. Uh, the relationship between other generations. So, you know, like millennials hate boomers. Boomers hate millennials. Yeah, millennials okay. they, they, Yeah, yeah, that should go away. I they agree. Just get along. Yeah. Be uh, the man bun. What do you think about the man? Get out of here. <laughs> Get you. You go to man bun right now. Like people, I, if you're no, listening and you have a somebody, man bun, some, cut, cut it off. Some people can pull it off. Uh, no, they should literally pull nine. it off. <laughs> okay, um, lip injections. Yeah, you get out of here. I I don't find them attractive at all. Like no. those big old lips. Anyways, each to their own. Cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah get out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, this one I kind of disagree with. IPA beers. Yeah. I enjoy a good IPA. That's the thing, is those words don't belong in the same sentence together. Good IPA. Yeah. It's kind of an oxymoron, no? So- not, uh, I think There are a few that I really enjoy, but there are other ones. I just, they're not good. You don't like the hoppy beers or- just IPAs, I'm not a huge fan of. There's mm. like, there's, I found three IPAs that I truly enjoy and will drink. When we were at the Howl, I can't remember what they had there. They had some local breweries. I was trying some IPAs there and I was loving them. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> it's just like, nope, not me. <laughs> the Travis and Evan Podcast. Two, uh, 250. Hey, guy. You said 50, not 50. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be, uh, uh, be more of a grown-up. More of a grown-up, hey? Just today yeah. or from now on? Just today. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. Evan. Hi. I saw this trending on uh, Reddit. I'm a big fan of the old Reddits. And it's things you, everyday things that should be illegal. Let me know if you agree with this. Sending sick kids to school. I think that's a dead giveaway, that one. That's, yeah, you shouldn't be. Shouldn't especially be now, now, you know, like like our uh, youngest, he's he's had like a little sniffle. And not even a sniffle, it's just like he sounds kind of off, risk so we didn't send him. Nowadays, um... This one's calling us out. Radio commercials that play car horn sirens and crash sounds. See, that's not our fault. Uh, that's our producer's fault. Sometimes they throw I don't in know. There. If you can't tell the difference between a real, real and a fake one, that's on you. Or like gunshot right at the beginning. That'll throw somebody off. Uh, parents who allow their kids to play loud video games in public. Yeah, that's that's like, like like iPad just cranked in yeah, the waiting room. You should go to jail for talking on your speakerphone in public, walking down the street. That was also on this you list. You should wear a badge saying I'm a douchebag. <laughs> How about uh, leaving your shopping cart in a parking spot? Yeah, a lot yeah, of people do that. do that. I mean, this one's been talked about for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Um, more people jumped on it again recently, but I've always, always put my cart back because I'm a decent human. Yeah. Yeah. You are a decent human, Evan. What about people who cut you off and then slow down or speed past you and then a red li- at a red light? Oh man, that drives <laughs> me nuts. They, it's like, it's they, a red yeah, light, buddy. Funny. Slow down. Yeah. Um, Asking people questions at the urinal. Yeah, that's a no-go. No like go. strangers? Yeah, you're at the bar, a buddy's uh, next to you. Well, not a buddy, a stranger's next to you. you yeah, wouldn't... no, don't make small talk with me at the, or uh, the old. Or... Yeah, the old, this is where they hang out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the laugh I give them. Um, the urinal's one thing, but you know, when you're when you're sitting there trying to have a poop, 
You know, just don't just keep your conversation <laughs> yeah, to your no. to your. I don't want to talk to you. No, you know, you just time. keep pooping. I'll keep. So, pooping. how about that just, weather? Hey? Yeah. Travis and Evans podcast. Hey, it's Travis. So Evan got a pretty sweet Zoom call this week. He got to sit down with Paul from the Tragically Hip talking all things about the 30th anniversary of Road Apple's iconic hip album. So here's the full extended interview of Evan chatting with Paul from the Hip. Paul of the Tragically Hip joining me today to talk all things Road Apples and the 30th anniversary of this uh, iconic album. So before we get into a little bit about the history of the album and the recording, you guys are releasing this in like three stages because the digital copy is already out. And then there's a physical copy out on the 12th and then another physical copy out on the 19th. Is that right? I wouldn't know. Um, You know, I probably should know. But that's okay. uh, I know. I know. And that's what I've been telling my listeners anyway. (laughs) How about we get straight into the history of Road Apples and what you remember the most of recording this album over 30 years ago? Oh, I just remember we were very excited to be there, um, you know, in New Orleans. And we were in the French Quarter. And Gore Downey had been there um, on a trip with uh, friends during his reading week, maybe second year university. So he'd been there a few years earlier. and um, But the rest of us hadn't and um we loved it and the studio was incredible it was owned by daniel lanmont and we looked up to and um and it was early on early days in that studio which is called kingsway and um yeah we were just privileged we we're excited to be working with don smith who had produced up to here and we we're working with him again on on road apples it wasn't called road apples yet but um <laughs> we were making a record with him and um yeah we played every day monday to, through to the end of saturday and took Sundays off and we were there five weeks and we just played and played and played. And we had a bunch of songs that we were confident in and um, did some writing while we were down there. Little Bones and Unplugged Gems maybe were the two that we wrote down there. But uh, yeah, we just had a ton of songs and uh, honestly, we had a ton of confidence and a lot of that came from, we had been touring and playing live so much, but also Don Smith, you know, encouraging us and really allowing us to be ourselves and play how we played. And um, he wanted us to play together. That's exactly what we wanted, like live off the floor. So I just remember it being a great time and uh, uh, very fond memories of the whole experience was so confident that you guys had originally planned on or had wanted to release road apples as a double album under a different working title right well not really i mean we were we were thinking i don't know where that came from but um no we were thinking just regular album i think we even landed on 11 songs we were choosing as our lucky number that the perfect length sort of record we just had a ton of songs so maybe it was like an idea that uh floated around not really from within though um we wanted to just make a great second record and um there's a bit of a sophomore jinx and we wanted to avoid that and let's just really make this a step forward from up to here and get even closer to what was uh, is an elusive thing for any band, closer to what our sound is. You know, that that was the attitude at the time. And um, fortunately, Don, you know, he panned the guitars, hard left, hard right. So Robbie's on one side on the right, and I'm on the left. That was for up to here as well. And I think that was very unique at the time, but it allows you with two guitars, sometimes doing similar things, it allows you to separate, but it, it makes for a sound that seemed to be exciting to us. And um, so all of it, we were just kind of um, 
fortunately, we were, we were uh, confident and excited. Yeah, see, time. so I, I asked that part of the question because it's you never know what, what you read is true, right? Like, it's like, I heard it was originally supposed to be Welcome to Saskadelphia, a double record, label said no in the States, you guys fought it, and decided to go with the Road Apples as a title because it was horse shit that the, uh, that the label didn't want to go that way. So it's good I got to ask you that. Yeah. And if there's any yeah, truth. A lot of that is right, because at Saskadelphia, oh, okay. it did finish first in our balloting within the band. We were in a motel room, and we were trying to come up with the name of the record, and we talked about a bunch of names. So you know, eight or nine titles were up and we all voted and Saskadelphia came first and Road Apples came second. I don't know. It was like three to two. So everyone wanted it to either be Saskadelphia or Road Apples. Saskadelphia won. The American record company was like, no, no, that's way too Canadian. You can't do that. And um, so we gave him something even more Canadian and we all liked it. <laughs> <laughs> how long how long before the uh, label found out what road apples really were uh like fairly early on um <laughs> fairly early on uh they must have been told someone must have told them um and they were okay with it i think they liked that title and and we were fine with road apples too you know it wasn't like uh we were going to die on the Saskadelphia Hill. Right, right. Well, yeah, I've had the opportunity to go with Saskadelphia, but we're not even going to get into that. This now, uh, the one thing I've noticed with the release of this 30th anniversary of Road Apples is how more engaged you guys are on social media. And one of the big ones was TikTok and <laughs> the duetting. Now, I tried to duet Wheat Kings with you, and I've really discovered that I'm an awful singer but is there <laughs> is there anything uh, or anyone that has stood out to you from uh tiktok that's done the duet um like not really i keep meaning to check uh that because i know robbie did a couple uh pretty yeah. popular ones uh of which maybe a couple of people sent me some and then with mine i remember the first couple of days watching but haven't checked in in a long time um i think colin from the truce did a nice one now yeah. surprise surprise because <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously he's a great singer and um but no i did but i do mean to uh check back in and and um listen because it's kind of a neat idea you know i, I hadn't thought yeah. uh, robbie robbie did it first and i didn't even know really what tiktok was yeah and so our, our social media gal set me up taught me how to do it and and uh <laughs> asked, that, asked that i do week kings <laughs> it was great and i was actually called Colin was the one I was going to point out or say like that that's the one that stood out to me. Actually, I think Colin's done all of them uh, from the trues and they're, they're the ones that stand out the best because as you say, he's a heck of a front man. Um, well, of course. Uh, so so I, reminiscing, uh, I want to reminisce about something else with you. I go back a few years. I think it was, it would have been 2005. That would have been around in between evolution. Is that 2005 ish? Uh, I should know, shouldn't I? That's okay. But yep. I just, I want to go back and see if you remember. No, 2004. Sorry, it was 2004. Okay. August or July of 2004. And there were three shows that you did in Canada uh, for, to kick off that album and introduce the world to the album. It, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. And there were club shows. And that was, I was working at a radio station in Edmonton at the time doing street team stuff. And that was the very first time I had seen a tragically hip concert. And that was in a club of 250 people. It was like the New City Liquid Lounge, downtown Edmonton. Do you remember how that idea came about to do club shows again? Just three of them? Uh, 
we always like doing um, unique, uh, out of the norm kind of things when a record was coming out. Um, surprise shows. Um, you know, we did it out east here too, like a, the Horseshoe or something, um, or, or here in Kingston sometimes. Uh, just to sort of, well, it's an opportunity to play the new record you know, front to back, but, um, also, you know, it's just nice to change things up, but we were lucky that our whole career was changing up all the time. I mean, as we got, um, more popular here, um, we weren't getting as more popular in the States, but we, we were sort of rising from small clubs to big clubs down there and from big clubs to theaters here. And then it was like theaters to arenas here. And, big clubs to theaters down the States. So it was just always changing. We'd play Vancouver arena and then go down to Seattle and play the more theater and, uh, you know, right across the way besides Buffalo and Detroit were a little more, um, because we got a lot of radio play in Buffalo and, and right. in Detroit. So they were a little more like border cities, but, um, so it was just always changing. We always were adjusting, a uh, big show one night and a smaller show the next night or vice versa. The shift to the bigger shows was the biggest adjustment. We were always comfortable in a club and we always loved doing it. So it's probably just because we were trying to entertain ourselves too. <laughs> well, I got to say that was a heck of an introduction to live hip shows for myself, seeing you in a sh club with 200 other people. But uh, time's run running out here, but I got to say a huge congratulations on the re-release and the 30th anniversary of, uh, of Road Apples. But more than a congratulations, I feel like I need to say thank you because more than anything, being such an integral part of Canadian music and a huge part of my playlist every day. So I got to thank you and everyone else in the band for that, Paul. Oh, hey, thanks. Thanks very much for saying so. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Paul. Take care. And uh, hopefully we see you on the road solo sometime. Yeah, at some point. I, I would think, yes, I might get back to writing once uh, winter starts bugging me. Right on. <laughs> hey. <To do. laughs> All right. Take All care. Right. Okay, you too. Thanks. Travis and Evan. 